Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science, and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness, and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7, and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck, and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello, darlings, and welcome to episode 26 of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am sending so, so much love to all the women in Melbourne out there who are back in lockdown 2.0. I think particularly the ones that are homeschooling back again, you're doing such an amazing job, and I hope you know that. Um, I think this time around it does feel slightly different but we will get through it with again so fingers crossed that we can get the numbers down as soon as we possibly can but let's get on to today's episode it's all about avoiding burnout while still being successful in your career so I guess I see this with women that I coach so so much they are exhausted they work really really hard they want to show that they are worthy of a promotion a pay rise but unfortunately what they give doesn't get recognized and eventually what tends to happen if you feel like that's all you're doing at work you will head for burnout and I've seen this time and time again and I feel like because I've been through it I can definitely speak about it now and I can definitely speak about me being successful in the different careers that I have been in and I did work really really hard and I think at one stage I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on one of the other podcasts I worked over a hundred hours a fortnight which is slightly crazy and I felt like I was heading for burnout again because I was just working so many hours I was trying to be at every workplace a hundred percent and unfortunately you can't do that consistently without burning out and that's why I do what I do because I want to prevent other women from heading down the same path that I did and I think sometimes as women we kill ourselves at work and unfortunately everyone is replaceable and I know that sounds like a horrible thing and I feel like it took me a really long time to get my mind around it so you as a person you're not replaceable but the person doing your job is so be really mindful of that I think we forget that sometimes and that is one of the reasons why we burn ourselves out and coming from I guess the medical profession women are definitely more likely to experience burnout compared to men and that makes total sense because women in general they don't only show up in within their workplace but they also show up for their partners their kids they look after everyone so 
it's no wonder that women tend to suffer from burnout a lot more than men do. And these stats are coming out of the US, but in comparison, there's probably about 39% of men in the medical profession that suffer from burnout compared to 50% of women. So it's probably about yeah 12% higher. With that statistic being at 50% for women, this actually means that one in two women in the medical profession will experience burnout at one stage or another during their career. And that's pretty high. And in Australia overall, the amount of stress and anxiety within the workplace has actually been on the rise. So at the moment, about 25% of people say that they're stressed at work due to the demands that that particular job puts on them or due to work-related harassment. And I feel like that's another episode, but no one should ever really feel coming into work like, you know, someone is treating them differently or they feel like that particular person is almost standing over them. It's not a very nice environment to be in, but Over time, going back to stress, I guess, over time, that prolonged stress can actually lead to burnout. And I feel like that's what happened with me. And there are two main reasons why I feel like I became burnt out. Actually, probably three. (laughs) One of them being is that I wasn't able to handle my stress or my anxiety and that I also didn't have any boundaries around work. So those were the main reasons. But before we get on to the whole topic of burnout, I just really wanted to go through the definition of burnout and what it actually is. So burnout is a state of physical, emotional and mental exhaustion that is caused by a long-term involvement in an emotionally demanding situation. And then the second definition, which actually got changed by the World Health Organization, is that feelings it's a feeling of energy depletion exhaustion increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativity to one's job so they've I guess sort of changed it up a bit and really focused on the job aspect of burnout as opposed to all the other things that might be happening in your life that might contribute to burnout And I think with burnout, usually we see individuals that are highly committed to their job. They are the ones that suffer the most because all they see is their work. And that's why it's such so, so, so important to have that balance within your life and to know that your job is your job. And yes, you can be passionate about it. Yes, you can work hard, but there are other aspects of your life that you also need to show up in. So Before burnout actually occurs, there are usually a couple of signs, I guess, or symptoms that occur. Usually this is having a negative or critical attitude at work, dreading going to a particular job or workplace, having low energy or having no interest whatsoever at being at work, having trouble sleeping, having physical symptoms like headaches and fatigue and aches, being annoyed by the people you work with. I think this happens quite a bit because we start having this short fuse as we start to feel like we're feeling a little bit burnt out, feeling like you're doing a lot of hard work, but you're actually not being recognized for it and pulling away emotionally from those that you work with. And I think I definitely went through some of them and 
I didn't really pay attention to those signs or symptoms, but I think they're really important to recognize that that might be a sign that either you need to move on from your job or you need to move on from the workplace that you're currently in. And as I mentioned before, there is that relationship between stress and burnout and stress is in most people usually happens over a short term. Um, and if we feel like there is an end point, then we cope with that stress a little bit better. So say you've got a tight deadline and you're like, yep, once this deadline happens, things will ease off a little bit because you know that that stress will subside when that deadline finishes. But burnout occurs when that stress is over a prolonged period of time and it's chronic and your workload is always staying quite high and you just can't keep up. And I guess we're sort of programmed to think that burnout is because you've exerted yourself within your job, but being burnt out within your work can also happen because you crave autonomy. So you feel like you want to work on something on your own, particularly if you work with a big team. Sometimes you feel like everything just gets done within the team and you're not actually contributing to the work that you're doing. You might feel like there is a lot of tightness in the time that you need to complete your work and then you feel like you're always just trying to keep on top of everything and you lose time doing the things that you actually love and that um, actually help you be a little bit more productive at work. Burnout can also happen if your values don't align with what you're about. So whether that's actions, behaviors, values of the organization, this is so important. And I know I've spoken about this on one of the episodes before. If you feel like the values and behaviors of that workplace are clashing with you, then think about how much energy you're spending clashing and feeling like that doesn't go with what you feel like doing. So I think that's a really important part of, I guess, being in a particular job, but also working in a particular workplace. Sometimes you feel burnt out because you feel like the job that you're in or the environment that you're in, they're actually setting unrealistic expectations of on and they actually put them on you and you feel like you have an excessive workload. Sometimes it's because you don't have enough support or training or that your work isn't actually stimulating. And I see this all the time. Sometimes people just stay in jobs because it's another paycheck. But over time, if you don't have, I guess, a particular purpose within your work, you can just find like you're just going along and time is just passing by and that actually in itself can burn you out and sometimes the consequence of your burnout will mean that you are I guess less productive within your work and your career may actually become impacted as a result because you're taking more sick days you're not fully present within your work and career burnout 
in general can also impact other areas of your life like your social interactions, your relationships, um, time that you spend with your family and more, most importantly, your health and well-being, which happened to me when I wasn't well, my health and my mental state really suffered and I felt like I wasn't present or showing up in all the other important areas of my life. So let's now have a look at how we can actually avoid the burnout. So one of the biggest things is having purpose and having purpose within your work. Do you feel like your work has a purpose or is it just a paycheck? If it's just a paycheck, if you do that over a prolonged period of time, it will just get a little bit boring. And I know not everyone can leave their job right now and that's understandable. Everyone has bills to pay. Everyone has people to look after. But I want you to take this time to maybe start taking some actions that will get you to your dream job. So now I guess we've got a little bit more time. Um, think about the impact that you want to create within your job. And even if you are looking at a different career path, what does that look like for you? How do you want to help people? How do you want to add more value in the world? And if you are in that wrong job, what does your ideal job or career look like? So I actually write this down. And I think this was a big thing for me when I left radiotherapy full time. Obviously, my job had so much purpose. I was helping people and I absolutely loved it. But like I've previously said, it's quite a competitive field and that didn't align with my values. So now I'm still helping people, but I guess just in a different way. And at least now I feel like I've got a little bit more balance in my life and I don't feel like I will burn out because I've made everything so that that balance shows up in my everyday life. So then the second thing is reassessing your job tasks. So if you feel like you're overloaded at work, there needs to be some sort of end point. If you feel like you're always being overloaded, you can't actually keep doing that all of the time. And I totally understand that aspect of wanting to learn more, but you should also be given the time to do that at work. It shouldn't be as a part of your, I guess, everyday workload. And I think that's what job descriptions are for. And if you feel like your boss's expectations are too high of you, you actually need to have some sort of discussion with them about it. Because what tends to happen if you don't say anything, then you just keep being overloaded. And then it almost becomes like an expectation that you will get everything done and Sometimes people do take advantage of that. So I would really watch that because it's happened to me before and it, you just need to be really careful because it's up to your boss, but it's also up to you and how you handle that. And particularly, I think if you've got a strong work ethic, you need to be really mindful of that. So then the third thing is giving to others. So like I said, one of the reasons why I worked in radiotherapy and now 
that I work within education and my health and wellness business is that I love giving. Even if it's in the small way, that's where my purpose is. And I feel like being kind to people and serving others just reignites the meaning that you have within your work. And that contribution that you actually give to others has such an astounding effect on how you feel when you're at work. It's when you don't feel like you're I guess helping people or serving people in a particular way that your work just feels like it's just an everyday job that I guess anyone can do so really giving to others is a really important aspect of preventing burnout the fourth Um, reason is taking some control so if you feel like you're working within a team create your own autonomy and this was a big one for me I love working within a team and I always have but I always craved being a little bit creative and using all the other skills that I had in order to I guess enjoy what I do and discuss with your boss is there a project that you can do that will I guess give you a little bit more control or give you that autonomy for you just to do a project on your own rather than working with other people and I think most bosses and I guess I've been a sort of a part of this before they're quite open to ideas unless your boss is really I guess narrow-minded I think most bosses love that opportunity of a worker to come up to them and say I want to do this Um, are you open to me doing this Um, the next thing is learning how to prioritize your work and I think sometimes when we're within our workplace everything seems important and we get so exhausted trying to do little bits and pieces of every project of every task that how well are we actually doing that task if we're doing that? So learning to prioritize, I think this is different in different professions, but I've always looked at things from a perspective of what carries the most risk. So if you don't do this particular task, how will it impact someone? If the impact is pretty low, then that task is probably the last on your list. But if the impact is really, really high, then that particular task should be at the top of your list. The next thing is exercising regularly. And I know this is a really simple one, but I feel like whenever we work a lot, we start, well, we actually stop looking after ourselves. And I feel like I've definitely incorporated this a lot within my work now, particularly because I am working from home all the time. Um, So making sure that you take some time to actually get up, go for a run, go for a walk or do an online class the exercise will help elevate the amount of stress that you're experiencing every day. And it will actually make such a big difference because you'll be sleeping better. You'll be performing a lot better at work. If you haven't exercised for a while, you might be a little bit tired at the start when you start exercising, but in the long term, you will feel absolutely amazing. And then one of the last things in which you can prevent your burnout is learning how to manage your stress a bit more and if you are in a stressful job right now and you don't manage stress very well you need to have some sort of technique that relieves that stress so 
whether it's meditation, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's journaling, whether it's just, I don't know, going for a walk, something simple. You need to have something that will lessen your stress. By having that particular activity, regardless of it, what it is, you will actually find that it will also help you with the way you deal with stress within your workplace. And that's one of the big things. And the other thing I wanted to add, really working on your mindset. And I know this is quite also a simple one, but really watch the reactions that you have when you are stressed within your workplace. So really learn your triggers because those triggers are usually there to make you stop, have you take a break and then come back and do what you have to do. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope that you can implement some of these things within your work now because I think it's really easy to feel burnt out. I feel like every, well, there are a lot of career paths now that are so competitive and And if you don't look after you, no one else will and no one will prevent that burnout. You are the driver to stop these things from happening. You need to take the right actions to prevent ever feeling that way because burnout is not a very nice place to be in. And on a side note, I just want to let you know that the Stressless Journal will be back in store and I plan to reopen the store this Wednesday, so this coming Wednesday. So if you wanted to purchase as one of the journals um, you can always reach out to me or just find it on the Etsy store and the link is in my bio on my Instagram feed so thank you for your time and thank you for listening have a beautiful week and I'll catch you all soon and remember life is for living not stressing you are too blessed to be stressed Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.